Super Talk Mississippi media production. Have you been seriously injured? Mama Justice is here for you. Our medical team partners with top-notch doctors, surgeons, therapists, and urologists, ensuring a comprehensive recovery journey. If you've been injured, call Mama Justice today. We're here for you. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. I hope you're having a great day. Welcome to Coast View, the show that every single day celebrates the men and women who are making Coast of Mississippi and Mississippi, for that matter, such a great place to live, work, and play. You know, I've had a I've had a string of uh, incredible shows here on Super Talk and I tell you, I, I, the feedback continues to be outstanding. I, I just want to uh, say thank you for listening on 103.1 or engaging on social media, um, engaging on the on the podcast platform, your favorite podcast platform. But the feedback continues to be incredible. And I got a note, actually, from uh, Facebook that said we had grown engagement at Facebook for 67 straight days in a row which is really good to see. Tens of thousands of people are engaged in the show. And what's, what's cool about a radio show like this is you can put legs on it through social media and through podcasts and whatever. And the more legs you're able to put on it, the more good you can do, the more you can talk about uh, what it takes to make a, a, a place like this tick, the kind of people that it takes, the kind of effort that it takes, and the kind of focus on, on issues from time to time that it takes. And we're really, really happy to have you with us. And I can't tell you how much I appreciate you listening. Hey, I have a, a quote that I came across that uh, is really, you know, it's, it's a sweet quote. And it's from Oscar Hammerstein from Sound of Music. You know, he's the, the guy who wrote Sound of Music. And here's, here is uh, what it says. A bell is no bell to you ring it. A song is no song to you sing it. And love in your heart wasn't put there to stay. Love's, love isn't love till you give it away. I think that uh, is so true. I love coastal Mississippi. And what we're trying to do here on Coast View every day, I love Mississippi, is, uh, is express that love. You know, my own expression of uh, love for this place and, and the guests that are on this, on this show. I can't tell you how much it means to me to be able to sit here and share that with you every single morning. And someone who shares that love, that someone who's given that love away, every chance he gets is my fr- friend, Robert St. John. You know him as a restaurateur. He's a chef. He's a columnist. He's, uh, he's been, you know, you've seen him on TV. He's a producer. He's a book writer. I don't know. I probably could cover the spectrum, couldn't I, Robert, on the dimensions of you. But welcome back to Coast View, my friend. Ricky, it's good to see you, buddy. Glad to be here. It's good to see you. I always uh, loved, I love uh, the particular view that we have for the radio audience. What you see behind Robert is lots and lots and lots of books. And uh, you, you like to read, don't you? Yeah, th- those are actually all cookbooks. So uh, Really? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm in my <laughs> office. Those are, I've, I've read every one. I don't know how many I have, but they, they, there's more over there and there. And over here, they're stacked up a little everywhere. But yeah, I collect uh, cookbooks. I read them like novels, really, cover yeah. to cover. No, I don't. I I can see that too. I have. A, a, you've not met him, but maybe one day you can meet him, Alberto Ibarguen, who is a former president publisher of El Nuevo Herald and the Miami Herald down in Miami. 
and he's the current president of the Knight Foundation and just a really, really dear friend of, of mine. And he, after Hurricane Katrina, gave tremendously to Coastal Mississippi on the recovery effort. But you, you remember because you were involved in the Governor's Commission on Recovery, Rebuilding, and Renewal. Jim Barksdale yeah. put up a million dollars, and the Knight Foundation put up another million dollars. So we could run this as a private entity and move this thing along. And uh, anyway, Alberto's been a really good friend. I walked into his he has a his house in, in Miami for an event many years ago, and uh, I found myself drifting into his um, into his office where you saw bookcases, for, just like what's behind you, bookcases from the ground all the way to the ceiling, all the way around you. Well, you know, Alberto is bilingual, of course. He, he came here with his parents from, from Cuba. So you, when you look at the books that he's reading, there are, you know, some are, you know, Spanish scholars and some are, you know, uh, you know, American, but it's very eclectic. And I was standing there with him and I said, I really envy this room and I envy what you've been exposed to in this room. He says, Ricky, your mind is like my mind. The only difference between you and me, the only dif- difference between your bookcases and mine are the years between us. Yours will look like this too one day. I thought, wow, what a beautiful thing yeah. to say. And in a lot of ways, he was right. The, actually, the house next door that we moved from after Katrina to the, you know, we built the house next door. Uh, I had uh, I had the makings of a big bookcase that would have looked very similar to what's behind you now and would have looked like Alberto's. But my wife, Anne, referred to it as clutter. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, you know the feeling, don't you? Yeah, I do. We uh, There's a bookcase at home that's uh, probably more than this with... A lot of fiction and nonfiction, and my wife Jill has probably read three quarters of those. She she reads about three books a week. She reads a lot. Wow, wow, that's yeah. that's so cool. That's so cool to hear that. I was telling you before we started the show today. You you've been a regular on Coast View for the three years that that we've been here, and I've had over eight hundred conversations in that three year period. Wow. And I've been privileged to have you on the show many times um, before Katrina. Excuse me, <laughs> Katrina. Well, I guess in some ways the uh, the pandemic was like Katrina. But uh, before the pandemic, of course, after the pandemic, your work nationally to bring attention to restaurant tours and and the, um, the 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 real difficult road you had to hoe as it related to that. But um, I've enjoyed telling your story, and I was I was saying to you before we started this show that even though I follow you on social media, it wasn't until I went and did a little bit of preparation for the show today that I realized that, man, you've been hitting on a lot of cylinders lately. I mean, do you feel like you're working harder than you've worked in a long time? You know, it's not work, Ricky. It's really um, – <clears throat> I told my son uh, a while back when he was younger – he said, Dad, what do you what do you think I ought to do, you know, when I grow up for for a career? And I, and I said, I don't know, son, what you know, whatever it is, don't chase the money. Just just find what you what you love to do. And then I said, and as I actually as I said this to him, and I heard the words coming out of my mouth. It's the first time I'd ever thought of it. But I said, you know, here's the deal. I said, I've never once since I opened that restaurant December of 1987, the first one, I've never, never gotten up in the morning, never once and gone, I got to go to work today. Never. And I never even thought about it until I was saying it to him. And I was like, whatever it is, that's what I want for you. That's what, that's what you've got to do. And, uh, so it's really, you know, it's not like work. It's, um, 
you know, it's my fun. My mom asked me all the time, you know, when are you going to retire? When are you going to retire? So what would I do? You know, I, <laughs> I don't, I don't hunt much. I don't fish much. I don't play golf. You know, this is my fun. I, I like, you know, restaurants and books and travel. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed to just uh, do my hobbies and uh, make a living at it. And uh, actually, my son now is at the Culinary Institute of America in New York, uh, decided to go into the restaurant business, which is nothing I ever, you know, pushed on him. It's a pretty brutal business if you don't love it. But for those of us who are obsessed with it, yeah, we wouldn't do anything else. I mean, I've been watching. I've been watching his journey. In fact, um, yeah. and the fact that he spent some time in Europe and he's really begun to sort of, you know, I mean, put the time in to really appreciate what it takes to be great. Yeah, and now that he's at the Culinary Institute, I mean, you've got to be proud. And it seems like he's enjoying the heck out of it. Oh, he's thriving. Yeah, this time last year he was in Italy. He went over there at 20 years old, lived by himself in Florence, and cooked for a friend of mine for about six months. And um, now he's up in Hyde Park, New York. Um, he's actually coming home for Mardi Gras this weekend, so we'll see him. But he's thriving up there. He loves it. I mean, it just really kind of found his um, his niche and his calling. He's going to do a externship in one of Thomas Keller's restaurants this summer uh, down in Miami at the surf club. So he's excited about that as well. You know, what's neat about it. Um, I, 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 I read the recent column that you wrote about, uh, Zacchaeus. Is that right? Zacchaeus golden, the chef. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Zacchaeus. Zac Zacchaeus golden. Yeah. I, I wasn't sure how to pronounce it, but I, the he, he goes column, yeah. with the column that you wrote about having been in business for 40 years and the, and the, the observing, the rise of these incredibly talented chefs, him being one of them, it's um, and now you get to see that with your own son. Uh, yeah, that's pretty cool, isn't it? Uh, yeah, and I hope he'll have the commitment that that Zach Golden has. For the for the listeners who don't know who that is, uh, this this kid uh, grew up in the Mississippi Delta, got his first job at like Sonic when he was sixteen. Uh, they moved to he and his mom. He was raised by a single mom. Uh, moved to Mobile, started working in restaurants around Mobile, then went to New Orleans, went to a, a, like a junior college culinary program in Mobile, went to New Orleans, worked around that city, and just became obsessed with working for Michelin-starred restaurants. And I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a true story of commitment and dedication. This guy with $300 in his pocket hopped on a Greyhound bus to San Francisco with, you know, one you know, mission in mind, and that was to work in a restaurant called Koi, which is a Michelin-starred restaurant. So he lived homeless for six months on the streets and worked in there just so he could work in this restaurant. Pretty amazing. He went from there to the French Laundry, uh, Michelin three-star from there to the Inn in Little Washington, Michelin three-star. He opened his own restaurant in Jackson with 12 seats a year ago at the age of 28. It's, it's, what a, it's an incredible story. But, but uh, we'll come back to how that applies back to your son in a cool way. We'll see you after this break as we continue our conversation with Robert St. John's. We'll see you in just a second. Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. 
His love for the coast is why he's here. It's Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. I just really enjoy having my friend Robert St. John with me as we just talk about the, the world and uh, his world. Because as we were saying during the break, he's a guy that really totally immerses himself in his um, in his goals and his his, you know, where he wants to go with his life. And uh, you'll get a sense of that here in just a second. Hey, before we come back to Chef Golden and watching his, you know, ascension and then how it applies to your son, uh, remind people the restaurants that you own. Okay. Um, yeah. So we have Crescent City Grill, which is kind of our flagship. Uh, these are in Hattiesburg on Hardy Street. Crescent City Grill, which is a New Orleans themed restaurant. We have the Mahogany Bar. Those have been there for, I don't know, 32 years, something like that. Um, <clears throat> El Rio, which is Tex-Mex. Uh, next to that, we have Ed's Burger Joint. Uh, behind there, we have a restaurant called Tabella, which is an Italian concept. And just down the street across from uh, USM is the Midtowner, which does breakfast and, like, meat and three lunch. And then in Jack's up in the Ridgeland, uh, we have opened an Italian restaurant called Enzo. And um, it's named after a friend of mine over in Tuscany. And uh, it's uh, everything's just, you know, we're, we're, I think two, are we three? Yeah, we're three years out from this thing now. Dang. <laughs> in some ways, it seems like 10 years. In some ways, it seems like 10 months ago. But yeah, um, we're finally just now seeing, you know, uh, things get back to normal, at least in our business. Of course, prices. And uh, supply chain issues are still there, but eggs are coming down now, so we're we're it's getting a little better. In addition to that, obviously you've you've hit on a bunch of other cylinders. I mean, the one that I talk about a lot that's important to us here in coastal Mississippi is the book that you guys wrote about Walter Anderson and the documentary you did about him, which was an incredibly well done and has been shown literally in, in public broadcasting networks around the country. And and as I've said many times, that your effort will put Walter Anderson on the map much as much as the New York art scene did for George Orr. So it's exciting yeah. that, that that contribution, isn't it? Well, that that was the goal from the start. When Anthony Thaxton and I started that project, I wanted people from Portland, Oregon to Portland, Maine to know who Walter Anderson was and know this Mississippian's work. And and yeah, we, we've had over a thousand airings across the country on uh, all top 100 markets, over 300 PBS stations, uh, all great times, and uh, so that we, you know, that happened. We we were blessed to win a couple of regional Emmys, and now we're working. Our, our next project is on Eudora Welty, and we're in the process of uh, producing that now. Should be out in about a year from now. Well, it's exciting. I and I, I suspect, even though the world knows about Eudora Welty, what you guys will bring to the table, or Welty, excuse me, what what you guys will bring to the table will be a perspective on her that maybe hasn't been seen before. Are you, are you uncovering oh, some interesting oh, parts? Oh, a lot, a whole lot. And, um, you know, the photographs, she's really known for those uh, WPA photographs she took during the Depression. And uh, there's a book of those, uh, and there are probably 80 or 90 photographs in that book. There's 1,600 in the collection. And we have, uh, we've, we've been granted total access 
from the family and from the archives and uh, you know the foundation to all the stuff. So I mean, there's a, there's a whole lot really that people don't know that that we're gonna we're gonna be able to uh, share. Well, listen, you also have Extra Table. Martha Allen is a regular guest on the show, and we'll come back to that in just a second and talk a little bit more about that. But I, before we got too far away from your son, I just wanted to mention one other thing, that with the same kind of uh, sort of passion and, and understanding, the deep understanding of, of Chef Golding that you expressed just a few minutes ago, you could take us on a journey down the chefs that you've watched throughout your 40-year career. So you understand how this works. You understand where greatness comes from you know who has failed who has had challenges and who has succeeded greatly one of the things i admire about you is that this uh this effort you took to take your family to uh, europe and you and i've talked about this before literally go over there buy a car drive and you can tell to how many countries etc but to give your give your kids sort of that global perspective so young in their lives it, it, no, it didn't probably. It did. It changed them forever and probably contributed greatly to your son's ability to be able to go to Italy and work prior to going to the Institute in, in New York. But that's got to be incredible to watch. Yeah, I'd say, you know, probably the best thing I ever did or will ever do uh, for my family. And uh, basically, for those that don't know, in 2011, I took my wife and at the time my 14 year old daughter and 10 year old son. And we flew to Sweden, bought a Volvo, and over the next six months, <clears throat> we traveled to 72 cities in 17 countries on two continents. And it, it was one of the it was one of the best things I'll ever do. It uh, it you know it brought us together more as a family. We've always been a tight family, but there's kind of a bunker mentality that develops when you're when you're traveling, you know, like that. And uh, it, it certainly, in my son, uh, gave him a, a huge case of uh, wanderlust. And um, so I end up, out of, out of that trip came um, these people started asking me to take them to Italy. I mean, it was kind of a crazy thing. So these days, I spend three months a year leading uh, 10 different groups over to Italy. But like, uh, I'm about, what's the date? I'm about four weeks away from Spain. I'm taking doing a group in Spain. Then I have three groups in Tuscany. And then I have a group in Holland, Belgium. Uh, where there's a break in the middle where my family's coming over for Easter. And then in the fall, we're doing Sicily and four groups in Tuscany. A lot of coast people. We have the, the, the most fun guests we have on those tours are our buddies from the coast. Man, they... They know how to have a good time. And a lot of them, I could reel off the names. A lot of them, it's, they've been four or five times with us. So they, they continue to travel with It's fun. Yeah, one is John Ruster. He's a friend. Oh, yeah. yeah. John and Carrie. I mean, there's yeah. so many uh, good folks down there. Amy Henserling and Karen Blalack. And there are a lot, a lot of folks down there. So, uh, yeah, so my son, as you know, lived in Madrid for a period of time to learn Spanish, and he, he was sort of like your son in that he gained uh, a deep appreciation and a wanderlust early in his life. You know, he went to the equator and all over uh, Peru and, and then, you know, literally all over Europe and 
now he works in New York City for Price Waterhouse, and we'll probably never. At least with your son, you have a chance to get him back home again. I yeah. don't think, I don't think that 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 that's in the cards for us and Justin. But thank God for FaceTime and all that. We're able to stay in touch with each other. But it, you know, your your journey is really fun, and it's you know one of the reasons why when we when we spend time together, we can really appreciate you know we can really appreciate Mississippi and how it fits into the world. You know, um, you're, you're along the way, you mentioned your friend, uh, Anza in Tuscany, but Tuscany became little, literally for you, as we've discussed on past shows, like your home away from home. And, uh, this, this relationship with Anza has really materialized in ways. Probably you had no idea at the beginning how this was going to play out, but it's pretty cool the way it has played out, isn't it? Yeah, we um, in all of those countries and, and cities, uh, when we arrived in Tuscany, and it was after a pretty brutal run of a lot. I mean, we were, we were going pretty heavy, and, and we got to Tuscany. It was going to be a three-week, because I was working on a book at the time, too. And um, we got to Tuscany and just instantly, like, I don't believe in reincarnation, but if I did, I'm telling you, a few of my lives— I think probably happened in Tuscany. I could just identify right off the bat. It's very, it's like, really, it, it's a lot like the American South. Um, it's an agrarian society, but instead of cotton and soybeans, um, they're doing grapes and olives. They they have a huge coastline, so they're big time into seafood, just like we are big time into seafood. They're family oriented. They love to share a meal. They're um, they're very hospitable and friendly. I mean, they just they're so much like the American South. That's why I identified with yeah. And Enzo and his wife Anna Gloria were the first people we met, and since then have been blessed to to make so many friends over there. Um, the way those trips turn out, my birthday ends. I'm I'm, I'm an October birthday, so I'm usually over there, and and we usually. We'll have a birthday, big birthday party and invite all our Italian friends. And they come down from Milan and up from Rome. And, and we stay in that villa in Tuscany. And it's, it's a blast. These people are just the best. And, and we've hosted uh, several of them uh, over here. And they love coming. You know, the American South to them is a very exotic land. And um, when... When, you know, I start explaining that Mississippi is the birthplace of America's music, which, to be honest, I'm going to tell myself, to be honest, when I saw that go up on the, you know, on the signs leading into the state, I thought, well, it's just a PR slogan. But really, yeah, when you start explaining it to somebody from else, you're talking about the blues, you're talking about rock and roll, you're talking about country music, it all comes from here. It's yeah, up. it does. Hey, listen, we'll pick it up right there on the other side, but we're having a conversation with restaurant tour and influencer, uh, Robert St. John. And when we come back on the other side, we'll just continue the conversation. See you after this. for free to the Coast View Podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. 
Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. We're having a conversation with my friend Robert St. John, and uh, he was making the point about uh, Mississippi being the birthplace of American music, something I talk about on the show a lot because you think about the king of rock and roll, the father of country music, the king of blues, all came from Mississippi. And then when you really boil down into it, and I had, John, uh, Robert, I'll, I'll, I'm very fortunate that I had the opportunity to have the last long, uh, long-form uh, conversation with Bill Luckett, uh, Morgan Freeman's partner in the Ground Zero Blues Club in Clarksdale before he died. And we went into incredible detail about you know, how the Rolling Stones and Beatles and so many others were influenced by the blues of, of Mississippi. And even today, you know, the blues scene in Europe today, some of our, like Kingfish, for example, we probably take him for granted. He goes over to Europe and he's a big time star. Uh, I could say that about so many others, but it really, it really drives the point home when you're having conversations with friends in Europe about the role that Mississippi played in, in a history that has impacted the, the global music scene, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And, um, you know, the first conversation I have really, and like I said earlier, you know, I just thought that was kind of a slogan, birthplace of America's I was like, okay, yeah, we can use that. Let's do. And I met these two. They're our good friends now from Milan. But the first time I met them, they're very cosmopolitan people. And we were in a, a country inn in the in the Italian countryside in Tuscany. And she said, where are you from? I said, Mississippi. And, you know, they didn't quite know where that was. I said, well, the Gulf of Mexico. She kind of knew that. And so I was trying to look for just identifiers where she'd know where I was from. And I said, well, I'm just, uh, Hattiesburg, my hometown's just a little north of New Orleans. And she said, oh, New Orleans, jazz. And I said, yes, jazz, the birthplace of jazz. So I thought, okay, maybe I can connect with music. I said, as a matter of fact, you know, I was born in a hospital on Highway 49. And if you follow Highway 49 up to the Mississippi Delta, where it crosses Highway 61, that's where the blues were invented. And she, oh, blues, I said, B.B. King, yes, Muddy Waters, yeah. And I said, yeah, and if you believe Muddy Waters, who said the blues had a baby and they named the baby rock and roll, then <laughs> you go just a little east of there to Tupelo to Elvis Presley. And she, oh, Elvis Presley, the, you know. And, and I was about halfway down Highway 45 to tell them about Jimmy Rogers and country music when it dawned on me all the way over in Italy. It took me going all the way over there. You know what? We are the birthplace. I mean, we really, really are the birthplace of America's music. And what a great thing to have given the world to live in a state and to be from a state that gave that uh, to the world and continues to give to the world. You talk about King Kingfish, a big deal to me, man. He he may be a big deal in in Europe, but he's also a big deal to me. That guy can play. Yeah, Chris Dawn Ingram. He's a he's a he's an incredibly talented guy, and yeah. the the best is yet to come for him. Yeah, he's so darn kid. talented. Yeah, he's a kid. And then you think about. You think about Eric Clapton and Robert Plant and Bob Dylan and Keith Richards, and the list goes on and on and on. And they they talk about how when when Robert Johnson played his guitar and he did this interesting thing with his hand that made it look sound like there were two guitar players at once. God, the influence of these guys is just incredible. We're, we're really lucky to be here. But it's a small world when you get into a conversation like that, isn't it? Yeah. And, you know, it, sometimes we can't see the forest for the pine trees. 
we're living here and you know in america i mean we've got a you know uh, in a lot of ways a pretty troubled past but we've moved past that you know and and uh the mississippi of the 1940s and 50s is not the mississippi of the 21st century by a long shot yeah Uh, Tate, tate taylor who's the director of the help uh, you may or may not know of him, but he's directed a lot of movies, The Help and and the, um, the actually the James Brown uh, movie. But he he lives in Natchez and has bought several homes in Natchez. And um, you know, he said when he moved back from New York, he these are this is his quote. He said Mississippi is one of the least racist places I know. You know, if you look at the the amount of African American elected officials in this state, not per capita, just by number, you know, yeah. we're we're there, and the Europeans realize that they they really see this area as, you know, an exotic land, and I think sometimes we get caught up in whether it's the past or our image to somebody out in Portland or somewhere. Yeah. You know, and uh, it's a great place to be. It's a great place. To I, live. I was having I a conversation recently with a really incredibly impressive young African American woman leader in Jackson County. Recently, in fact, she's the uh, the the market president for Jackson County for Cadence Bank, and she's super active in the community. Her name is Christian Hartley. And we had a conversation about that, that, that um, you know, there's always room for improvement. We have work to do. Everyone always will have work to do. That's the reality. But when you yeah. think about the burden that Mississippians still bear when we leave the state yeah. to overcome whatever those perceptions are, it's still on us today like it always has been. But I think we have a great story to tell. And when you tell that story with the kind of passion that you just talked about, the kind of passion that I've had to, to you know, engage myself um, you know, we, we, you know, she and I agree that we've made a lot of progress and we, and we have to, you know, it's our, it's our, it's our duty actually to tell that story when we leave the state. And, and, you know, I, I proudly wear that burden when I leave. I know you do too, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? I'm proud of where I'm from. I, don't, I wouldn't back down off of this place for a second. And the people who, who don't realize that and, and, you know, buy into the old stereotypes. I mean, you know, maybe they just need to stay where they are. We're okay. <laughs> well, it plays often, it, it plays to their political agendas and whatever else. But my, my, my view about that is through experience. It's not, view, it's not viewed from a political lens at all. It's just literally, you know, the world that I live in and the people that I engage with and interact with and, and I'm I'm proud of that actually. I'm, I'm very proud of that. And um, you know, it's, it, I, I say people like Christian Hartley um, are doing a really good job of sort of showing that you know this is a different place and leading in that regard in the community and her company. And it's exciting to be able to talk to people like her. Hey, you know what's what's interesting about your converse, your relationship with Anzo is that it did lead to the development of the restaurant in Jackson. And yeah. you mentioned a minute ago, it's, it's, it's not easy opening a restaurant and during and after a pandemic, but, but his inspiration really helped you create something special there, didn't it? Oh man, that guy, he's got a joy for living and a joy for life. And he's a fourth or fifth generation, uh, olive oil and wine merchant. And so he's, you know, he, he bottles his own olive oil and, and his own wine, and he's just a true character. And, and you know, they, their family is very close to our family, 
And and so I knew I had planned. I wanted to do a, an Italian concept in Jackson area for for a number of years, and I knew I was going to name it after him. His wife's name's Anna Gloria, and she got a little upset. She said, "Why didn't you name it after me?" I said, "Well, your name's too long." <laughs> Enzo has four letters and a Z in it, and Zs are cool. So <laughs> I, I get I get that completely for sure. Hey, we listen uh, again, we're that. we're kind of we're kind of covering the waterfront, but I really enjoyed reading the the column you wrote recently. You you entitled the unbalanced force in the foothills, yeah. and uh, and you were you were I think is it is it Blackberry Farms where you were? Blackberry Tell Farms. a little bit about what was going through your mind in that regard. Well. You know, I don't. I don't know if you're speaking of what Blackberry Farm is or what that unbalanced force is. Well, a little bit of both, actually. Yeah. yeah. So uh, there's really just making a point on how I don't rest well. I don't. I don't. I'm just. Not, I'm not complaining about. It. That's the way I am. There. There are about. There are two places in my you know daily life where I can really shut down. One is in in a movie. I'm a huge movie buff. And I, I'll take off in the middle of the day and go to a matinee all the time. I went yesterday. Um, or when I'm getting a massage, it's really the only, I don't play golf. I don't really hunt or spend money on myself. I get a massage, you know, once a week for several hours. And that those are the times I can shut my brain down. Uh, but when I go to Blackberry Farm, I can do that. I, we go to the beach with the kids and their friends every year for a week. And, you know, I'm not one to just lie on the beach and, sweat i may walk up and down a little bit but you know i'm i'm out going to look at restaurants and you know where we're going to have lunch where we're going to have dinner i go out and have breakfast you know that's i just this is the way i am when i get home from work i've got my laptop in front of me i got sports on the tv I've got my phone doing business with you know it's just i'm not complaining again it's just i like a lot of that but a, a place like blackberry farm which is pretty amazing uh, is a place where you can go. Could really don't have a lot of other things to do, but you know, chill out and eat. And the food is world class, and uh, it's a great place. I've been going there for about I don't know twenty five years or so sporadically. We don't go often, but it's nice. Hey, you know, notice one of the things you posted recently was the um, the ten year anniversary to the tornado that came through Hattiesburg. Yeah. And yeah. uh, once again, once again, again, I mentioned earlier that you were engaged with us. That's how you and I got to know each other, in fact, yeah. was uh, in the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina. But, um, you know, we'll be back in just a second with the final segment. We'll uh, we'll chat a little bit about, you know, once again, reflection about the resiliency of Mississippians. And then we'll um, end the show with a little discussion about Extra Table and why that's an important conversation to continue to have. We'll see you after this break. Also, listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say, Alexa, open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast. You'll have my friend Robert St. John, and we're just talking about life <laughs> and, uh, and challenge and how wonderful it is to be in this great state. But I, I mentioned before we went to break that you had recently posted about the 10-year anniversary of the 
pretty destructive, you know, F, EF4 tornado that went through Hattiesburg. Right. And what we learned once again, I mean, you're, you're no stranger to the notion of resilience, but, but you got to see it and be there in the midst of it. And looking back now, you really, I mean, there's very few signs that that ever even happened because of the resilience of Hattiesburg. But it's, uh, it's an inspiring thing to watch, as difficult as those times were back then. Yeah, we learned quickly, and I grew up with this uh, ancient Native American legend that a, a tornado would never hit where two rivers come together. And so I think everybody around here had a false sense of security about that, but it hit. And it was an F4, and it was strong, different than Katrina, which, you know, we had 115, 120-mile-an-hour winds up here during Katrina, and the taproot of the southern yellow pine, you know, is not going to hold up to that. We lost 40% of our timber. But a tornado is more discriminate, man. It, it was, you know, one house is gone and the and the next one is standing. With Katrina, you know, the, it, the trees were just like, you, know, you remember, I'm not telling you anything. But it laid a swath of destruction through Hattiesburg that um, – took a while to get over but uh, like like the people on the coast and like the people here after Katrina you know there's not a lot of time spent complaining and you know you kind of as, as Haley used to say you people hitched up their britches and and got to work and that that's that's what happened yeah it is a, it is a lesson in the human spirit how quickly we can bounce back when there's a spirit in part of our DNA actually as Mississippians yeah. to do so hey listen we're going to talk about extra table but I, I can't get through this conversation and not mention this like radical immersion I recently witnessed with you the king cakes so yeah. in a short amount of time tell what the heck you did so you know we were talking about overdoing it earlier and this is a, a the perfect example of that. Um, I'm opening a bakery here in town uh, with um, uh, a pastry chef, Martha Foose, and her baker husband, Donald Bender. Been trying to get them here for six years. They're here now. Uh, we're going to be doing king cakes. We're not open yet. And so I wanted to go get a Dong Fong king cake, which I've always been told the best in New Orleans. And um, and it's not easy to get one. They were sold out before the season even started. So I found a little grocery that said, if you get there early, and we did that. And and then I, I just kind of I took it to another level, which I'm wont to do on occasion. And I came back with 33 uh, king cakes. And we, we ate 33 king cakes and tried to be honest with you. I was trying to disprove that Dong Fong was the best. But Dong Fong was the best. And so wow. we that that is kind of the gold standard uh, to create our uh, king cake. Well, and it reminds me of when you were developing the concept for El Rayo to travel all over the country and all the eating you did about that and the you know the inspiration to Anzo, the tours of, of uh, Tuscany and yeah. relationships gained there. Again, if you want to be successful, you have to be a monomaniac on a mission, and Robert proves that almost every day. Well, it's a tough job, but somebody's got to chew it. <laughs> I, I hear you. Hey, listen, Extra Table is an inspiring effort. It's an important effort uh, with inflationary pressures on families across the state. The fact that you guys have been able to reach out and develop so many critical partnerships. You're doing incredible work there, but you can never do enough, actually. You need to do more, don't you? Yeah, we really do. And I brought in a surprise guest here. Come around back. Yeah, come in. Uh, Martha Allen. Who is hey, Martha. How are you doing? 
So Martha is is here in the world headquarters of uh, Extra Table, <laughs> which is actually a, a corner closet of my office uh, where the, the three full-time employees uh, work uh, for Extra Table. So they're out there right now. We have all sorts of great things going on. Started this thing in 2009, and when Martha came on board in 2016? 2018. 2018? Man, <laughs> it's, she's just yeah. taking it off the charts. It's gone She's great. a dynamo, and she's uh, obviously she and I have developed a good relationship, yeah. and I, I love talking about Extra Table and what you've been able to do. Yeah. But tell how many, Martha, real quick, just tell how many people you're serving these days. We're in 62 counties and 62 food pantries across the state of Mississippi. We just updated our calendar this morning. I mean, our map this morning. And we've got some other counties that we serve periodically when we get extra rice or extra chicken. So we are well on our way to hit all 82 counties. And we're so excited about and, that. And we're all over the coast. And I'm, I'm going to tell you, when we first, when the board, we have a great board, when the board first started, you know, the mission of we want to be in every county, I was like, yeah, we want to be in every county. But I'll be honest with you, on the inside, I was like, man, Ooh. there's no way that's going to happen. And if you look at the map, Martha knows how much I love the Hit the map. Hit the, look at this map. Please <laughs> map, Ricky. Well, you're you're and look and, what, and look what that's, we're looking at is a map of Mississippi that's got yeah. is green coated for each each um, each each county. We, we we serve pantries and light green is where we serve food. So it's really just a little bit of you can see nothing down here. Yeah, that's so incredible. Uh, that's yeah. the work this lady and her two uh, full time employees are doing. Hey, listen, the last time that I had Martha on, you were still in Italy. And yeah. she said, if you weren't in Italy, in fact, in some respects, she missed you doing this, that she's used to you you know, popping her head in the in the uh, office and saying, give me some good news. So anyway, well, when we were on break, I texted her. I said, hey, get back here. We'll have a sneak. We'll have a sneak uh, visit for the interview. Well, Martha Allen, it's great to see you. Robert, as usual, you're just a, you're the charm of a friend. I appreciate you, my friend. And uh, we'll get you back together real soon. Stay, stay, stay healthy and wise, my friend. Bye, guys. This has been Robert St. John. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Follow Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.